0: Hello and welcome to Episode 3 of Stand and Deliver a JoJo Podcast. This week, Episodes 10 through 13, Kicking Off Part 2, Battle Tendency.
1: After two episodes, though, just go, man, I want to watch that old movie again because that's also on Netflix. And fuck, that thing is terrible.
0: I mean, the 90s. Like way,
1: yeah, like way worse than I remember that thing being.
0: Had uh, Lacey Chabert in it. It did. Yeah, very young Lacey Chabert. The aforementioned Gary Oldman when he was less of an old man than he is now.
1: That is true. Uh, also, Gary Oldman is. Unsurprisingly the best part of that movie And is actually incredibly fun to watch Just chewing up scenery as Dr. Smith I believe it Yeah
0: I'm Larry Davis, with me is a Lost in Space aficionado George Brundle uh, and today It's on we'll...
1: Netflix right now Great You could be watching it instead of watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure I mean, just think about that
0: Or don't, you don't have to
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Today, we'll be talking about episodes 10 through 13 of the 2012 anime adaptation, which is the first few episodes of Part 2 Battle Tendency, which, uh, as we're going to get into, Hallelujah! We are free of Phantom Blood.
1: Uh, I have been on record saying I really like Phantom Blood, I can now see why that would be considered, like, the worst part of the entire series. Because Battle Tendency, so far, is extremely good.
0: I mean, yes. Well, it helps that the anime version of Phantom Blood is actually way better than reading it. Um, But, yeah. Now we're into the good stuff. The really good stuff. So, tell me how this starts. That's your job.
1: We start in, uh... This is, like right before World War II, I think, really starts breaking out. I, I didn't write down the actual year that this takes place, but Speedwagon is now an oil baron in America. He's an oil man. That's right. Uh, he's still wearing sick hats, Uh huh. and he's still the same Speedwagon that I fell in love with in Phantom Blood.
0: Yep. My uh, very first note is Speedwagon is an oil man, has a new hat.
1: That's right. Uh, we also find out that uh, Straits has succeeded his master, Straight Tom so. Petty. Uh, yes, sure. In in my version, he is referred to as Straits. Doesn't
0: matter. We're going to get into more of that later on.
1: Okie dokie. Well, Straitso has succeeded Tom Petty, uh, but he has aged less due to his use of Hamon. Yeah. Looks and beautiful. And Speedwagon. Oh, yes.
0: He's a very handsome man, that Straitso. Long, flowing locks.
1: Uh, he's oh, about to get boy. even more handsomer as the first episode goes on. <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs>
1: um, uh, Speedwagon, though, is funding an archaeological dig in Mexico, and it's turned up something interesting, and it is a like underground shrine where there is just a shitload of the weird ogre-looking masks from Phantom Blood, uh-huh. and a man encased in a pillar. Pillar, you say? Yes. A yes. pillar man, some would call him.
0: So we got a glimpse of those, uh of this one in particular, at the very end of the last episode of Phantom Blood, just as a little taste, a little um, a little amuse boosh before we get into this. Uh and I said the same thing, a pillar man, if you will.
1: Yep. Um uh... So this th- this whole thing is going on. He he wanted to bring Straits in to check out this Pillar Man and this Pillar Man's sick so. collection of of masks. Uh, yes, Straits, so. I'm sorry. I will make. <laughs> I'm will going
0: to insist that you use the proper names.
1: Start counting these when you're editing, and just pop up a total at the end of this episode.
0: I don't edit these. Uh, well, the thing Shit. is, this is going to be more difficult for me later on Because with your unofficial subtitles, then eventually I'm going to have to change more names than you will
1: uh, that,
0: Yeah, probably no, uh, uh, Absolutely, that's a fact Okay,
1: I will take your word for it uh, But Ba-dum, we ba- then cut back, mm-hmm, we cut back to uh, New York where some other stuff is going on we get a new character uh who is noticing a very joe taro looking gentleman trying to buy a coke Jo taro joe star i'm sorry
0: i think you're uh you're jumping ahead I'm... a little bit have you been reading spoilers
1: <laughs> i'd started talking in the discord and people wouldn't shut up oh okay <laughs> it turns out people really love jojo yeah. I don't know who Joe Taro is. That name got brought up a lot. That it apparently like got burned into my head at some point.
0: Should mention before we get to this that you know from um, watching Salty Bet, which for those who don't know is an uh, internet stream where you can watch AI-controlled characters in a fighting game and bet fake money on them. One of the characters in that is young Joseph. So because of that, you know that Joseph has a a Tommy gun and B clackers.
1: I do. I also know that because he is young Joseph, we would probably be seeing an old Joseph later on. Young Joseph, album coming soon.
0: Hey man, tuck in your chain. Young Joseph's coming.
1: <laughs> and what would be on his first album cover?
0: Uh, it would be one of those like um where he's surrounded by Escalades and diamonds, and there were uh, grizzly bears there also wearing chains.
1: Oh shit. Did the Grizzly Bears have, like, the J-monogrammed clackers around their necks? Yes, absolutely.
0: And oh, um, a I lot of that album. stacks of cash falling, you know, making it rain, and, um, I don't know. I'm out. Dr. Octagon.
1: Failing <laughs> on the bed. Yep. Anyway, uh, we, we got a JoJo-looking dude would, buying a
0: Coke. You um, didn't yes? mention specifically the year. I also did not... Oh yeah, it's uh, 1938 here in New Thank York of uh, 49 years after Jonathan Joestar died
1: Yes, I wanted to say 33 for some reason And then I was like, that can't be right Because like World War II is like, really about to pop off Yeah uh, the, the show kind of... The show gets into some World War II stuff Mm-hmm It's set during this time period for a reason uh, but anyway, our new character, he decides to steal uh, JoJo's wallet uh, because he identifies that he is a hapless tourist is going to give him a little taste of New York. Uh, a young black Lee- child. Yes. Uh, he's quickly busted by the police. And I have in my notes here... Oh, I did make note of the, of the year because it says, uh, I was wondering if the show would dance around the treatment of black people in 1938, uh, but the police... Brutality on display is saying yes. They will not. I'm sorry. They they will like dive into it.
0: Turns out 911 was a joke even then.
1: Oh, man, they fuck him up real bad.
0: Yeah. Also, should mention his name is Smokey Brown. <laughs> yeah. Named after Smokey Robinson, but at the same time, mm... mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no. I I was legitimately like. At first, I was like, I don't know if this show is going to get into the fact that, you know, 1938 black people definitely did not have it easy, like, at all. And, like, the maybe two minutes into Smokey doing stuff, the police are beating the ever-loving shit out of him, and they make it pretty clear that they're doing it because he's a black person.
0: Yep. This, uh, This fat cop that pulls him into an alley says he wants half of what he steals plus 20 bucks a week. In 1938, uh, $20 is a lot.
1: Uh, did you do the math on that?
0: No, I did not.
1: Okay, I meant to do it, and then I completely <laughs> okay. spaced it. Great. You said that like, <laughs> so, oh man,
0: get a load of this. I got the calculations. Nope. No, of course not.
1: No, I just wanted to bring you up before bringing us both down.
0: Great. Okay.
1: Uh, but yes, no, take our word for it. 20 bucks in 1938 money was a whole lot. I hmm Uh hear you clicking and clacking over yep. there, so I hope you're looking it up. I am. <laughs> now <laughs> Thank I have you. to know.
0: Anyway, go on.
1: Uh anyway, uh JoJo shows up and he covers this guy and makes up the slide that he actually gifted him his wallet, which I don't know why anyone would do that. Uh the cops tell him to beat it, or he will be booked for obstruction of justice. And yeah. then the gross fat police officer. Dams his finger up his nose, gets a big old booger on it, and just starts smearing it on JoJo's face.
0: Yes, he does. By the way, uh, $20 in 1938 in 2018 would be
1: $353.98. Damn, a week? Yeah.
0: Fuck. I have a feeling well, that maybe uh, that wasn't quite intentional. Yeah, like, Maybe they just didn't really think about how much that would be back then
1: Maybe, I mean, because also, like, writing this in Japan And maybe not knowing what the conversion rate would even be Because American yeah. dollar and, yeah, inflation and Although I
0: don't know I mean, I've, also consider I've... that um, about the time this was being published Would have been when Japan was in its huge economic boom in the uh, late 80s as seen in Yakuza 0. So, I don't know, maybe that would have something to do with the perception of it.
1: As we both know, your point of reference for 1980s Japan.
0: I mean, there aren't that many other reference points for it, so sure.
1: Uh, Where was I on here? So Jojo, uh, he retaliates by uh-huh. punching the cop as he's picking his nose, which sends the cop's finger through his damn nostril. yeah. Uh, the other cop pulls his gun on Jojo, and Jojo warns him, As soon as that hammer cocks, I will break your finger in half like a matchstick.
0: Yep. And cop the cop tries to shoot him. <laughs> does it anyway.
1: Yeah, he does not eat his warning. Uh, Jojo channels him on through his Coke bottle, blasting the cap off, uh, which snaps the cop's finger in two. Yep. Uh, I also have note to hear... Jojo then dramatically drinks his Coke, and he is already so much better than the old Jojo. <laughs> he
0: also, uh, it. You skipped over that he does say that he gave the wallet to Smokey, which kind of mirrors when Jonathan Joestar's dad, uh. What was his name? Oh, George. Said right. that he gave the ring to uh, Dario Brando.
1: That's right. I did completely. Yeah, I. Except that part never crossed with my mind. A
0: finger going through a
1: nose. No, it did not.
0: Uh, Smokey Uh-oh. also mentions JoJo is 195 centimeters tall, which is like six so and did a half you feet. Do them...
1: Okay, I was going to ask, did you do at least the math on that? Because I also did not. I did.
0: Yeah, that's about six and a half feet. Uh, that's also a common thing for stars that they're all really tall.
1: Okay. We use imperial measurements on this fine podcast. Yeah, ain't no
0: commies. I, Get that metric no, out I, of here.
1: I don't know a goddamn thing about centimeters, and I never will.
0: I refuse.
1: That's they right. tried to
0: teach me in school. And I said, "Get out of here." I don't <laughs> want any part of it. And they gave Snap me an F, and I was like, "You knee. know what? Worth it." <laughs>
1: Uh, Anyway, Jojo has now dispatched these cops. One has a finger through his nose, the other's finger is just broken. And Jojo, after doing all this cool guy stuff, just, like, turns around and goes, Ah, I really fucked up, man.
0: Yep. Granny's not gonna be happy.
1: is gonna be fucking pissed.
0: Uh
1: Uh-huh. Um... So, a few important things though, uh, real quick. We know that JoJo knows how to use. Well, so, this is Joseph Joestar, as we also find out now because he introduces himself. Yep. Uh, Joseph doesn't know much about Haman, but he can channel it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He can use it just like his grandpa did. His grandpa was, the, was Jonathan Joestar from Phantom Blood. Correct. Uh, his father was a pilot who was shot down and apparently his father could not use him on and his mother is missing and presumed dead.
0: Uh, it says she was taken by disease. Okay. But yes. I
1: I did not note exactly what they said about it. I just had to fill in the blank. I thought that they said that she was just missing.
0: Yeah, it says that his dad was a fighter pilot who got shot down and his mother was taken by disease, so He's now okay. taken care of by Granny Irina Pendleton.
1: It also might be possible that my translation just says uh, she was missing. I don't know.
0: But, Could be. But, I don't know. Well, it seems like a weird knows. thing to actually change.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we then cut back to Speedwagon, uh, who reveals that he had summoned Straitso uh, because the figure entombed in the stone is alive, and it seems to be, like, producing these masks and he wants someone proficient in Haman to destroy it while it sleeps yeah and then straight so gets off on this tangent of just like hey I want you to tell me like the first time that you noticed that uh, Joseph was able to use Haman
0: seems like an odd thing to bring up
1: yeah it goes somewhere but <laughs> we, we go into a, a flashback where Speedwagon's private plane gets hijacked
0: uh, yes this part's great. The Hijackers also, so they're wearing those Phantom Thief costumes like Dio wore when he bought the poison. Yeah. Like the same kind of mask. Uh,
1: one of the Hijackers harasses a 13-year-old Joseph who just wants to read his comic. And Did he's you notice just like, what he was reading? This... No, I didn't catch what he was reading.
0: It was a uh, bow... Or Bayo or however you would pronounce it Which is another Iraqi book
1: Oh okay
0: Also the back cover has Get Smart on it For some reason
1: <laughs> Wait it does?
0: Yeah I think it was uh, an ad for something But that's definitely Don Adams And it says Get Smart It's Or some kind of car I think
1: Alright well uh, you know Get Smart premiered in uh, Well this was <laughs> yeah. like years before So like the yeah, 1920s Get Smart Came out around then I guess Yep sure yeah. <laughs> you know, just like they were serving uh bottles of hooch with Cronenberg dead zone written on it in the eighteen hundreds. Accurate. Yeah. Look, he knows how to make a period piece. Yeah. Really? twenty dollars was a lot of money.
0: It's attention to detail. That's what puts Iraqis work. You know, that's what separates it from the rest. He did a lot of that's research.
1: True. Uh anyway, Joseph is just like Look, man, I don't care. You're hijacking this plane. It's really Speedwagon's thing. I just want to read my comic. So the hijacker just bashes him in the face with the butt of his gun. And Joseph's not even mad about that, as Speedwagon remarks. He's mad because the blood from his nose stained his new clothes that were given to him by Arena. So Joseph gets mad as hell and is like, Okay, I'm just going to crash this plane then. Yep. (laughs) Like, hey, check this out.
0: What are you going to do now, punks? I'll be fine.
1: <laughs> His plan, he's just like, all right, speed wagon, pilot guy, just grab some chairs, we're getting out of here, and they just jump out. I'm not sure how they even survive by grabbing chairs and jumping, because <sighs> we just cut to the plane crashing, and they're on the ground sitting on the plane chairs. I mean, I would guess pro-
0: probably him on something about that.
1: Maybe. I prefer to think that in the universe of JoJos, like that just happened to cushion their landing or something. Good. Yeah. Oh, uh, he killed all those dudes on the plane though, and that's how we find out, or how Speedwagon found out that Joseph can use on. Mm-hmm. Uh so then straight, So kills his own dudes.
0: Yeah. It just wipes and, everyone out immediately.
1: Yeah, it has this like immediate heel turn. And says that by killing Speedwagon, he will uh, enrage Joseph so much that he will go seek vengeance. Uh, so, straight, so kicks Speedwagon and busts his skull wide open.
0: Yep, splits his wig, I wrote.
1: <laughs> he has one, too.
0: That's right. Yeah, he, he does that, and then he grabs the mask, and he puts on the mask. Oh, boy. P-A-R-T-Y Why? Because I gotta I'm gonna make all the mess jokes of... I can. While yeah. I still can Pulls out a
1: giant mallet. Yep, I think we already finishes did this. off Speedwagon.
0: That's why I was trying to come up with a new one.
1: Anyway. Uh so uh does reveal though that so like the only reason he picked up Haman, to begin with, was to preserve his youth, because that's all that he really actually cares about. Uh, But Haman can't stop the aging process. It just sort of slows it down. And his Mm -hmm. power is still restricted as a human. Uh, But during his fight with Dio, he developed like kind of an admiration for Dio, and he began to desire taking a mask for himself because he realized that would ensure him eternal youth.
0: Yeah. I mean, anybody who sees Dio eventually... It's going to be like, yeah, you know, that guy has some good ideas.
1: Yeah, man, it's just having women eat their babies and, like, making weird well, cat full pets. And, well, yeah, no, cool. everyone wants to be just like Dio.
0: Yeah, N- not so much the eating babies part, but those cat guys are pretty cool.
1: Eh, well, you know, whatever Different you do in strokes. the privacy of your own home. Yeah, as, who am I to judge?
0: Don't kink shame. <laughs>
1: oh boy so
0: cut back to new york
1: i really love this bit in the car where uh, arena Smokey, and jojo are running around and i have no idea why but jojo really wants to know if arena and speedwagon ever hooked up yeah
0: also i i did write down that joseph just yells out talk which i really <laughs> liked
1: there's a lot of Jojo just yelling shit out in English in this, and it is never not great.
0: Even more than last time. Like, even more than in Phantom Blood, which had quite a bit of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a ton of it. There's specifically a lot of him pressing his hands to the side of his face and going, oh, no! <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I got a feeling you're really going to uh, like part three. <laughs> when
1: we get to I can't it. wait. Because this is, that's my, there are two things that I'm really digging so far in Battle Tendency. It is how much Joseph yells shit out in English. Uh-huh. And it is, whenever there's a close-up of a of a character's face and they are, like, monologuing internally, like, visually it looks incredibly cool. Like, you start getting these, like, uh tones over it like you would in a comic book and these really bright neon colors and kind of moving shapes and stuff. And yeah,
0: everything looks like a Duran Duran album cover.
1: Yeah, actually, it's a really good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it happens constantly in this. In fact, more so in this part than in part one, there is a lot of playing with the, uh, with the coloration. Like things going neon, characters like hair colors just changing from shot to shot. I I know what happened in Part 1, but it happens a lot more in Part 2. Yeah. And in fact, in general, it seems like the animation in Part 2 is a lot better, which makes me think even more they kind of just wanted to push through Part 1 as quickly as they could.
0: I guess so. I think a a large part is that there just isn't actually that much story in Part 1. That's fair. Like in this one, you've got, uh, like... Three or four major enemies With a lot of smaller ones along the way You've got multiple locations Uh, Just a lot more than the first season Which was totally just We need to get Dio And like he had some minions But whatever
1: That's true Um, So they they
0: were in the taxi They go to a restaurant
1: And again Oh boy do they
0: This kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier, about whether or not it would bring up the treatment of minorities in uh, America of the 1930s.
1: Yep. Yeah, I have written down here, a hysterical racist is furious. Smokey is allowed to eat at the same restaurant as him and demands that he be thrown out. Yeah, he's
0: saying, like, I can't dine in the same room as animals or whatever. Also, Uh, should be noticed... Or should be noted, this guy looks like a member of the Mad Gear gang from Final Fight.
1: Like he's just yeah. this
0: huge fat dude with like spiky pink hair and part of him is robotic for some of that happened okay. in part one too.
1: He was actually going to be a character in this thing. Like he was going to show up multiple times, but it's just this scene. Yeah. That dude just looks like that. Mm-hmm. Like inconsequential to everything else. This hey, is just who he is. Yeah. Uh, but Joseph is is livid about this because nobody talks down to Joseph's friends or family like that, and even Arena is like, "Yo, mess this dude up." Yeah, just fuck this boy good, like. Yep, she
0: says something dude. like, "Uh, you know, I don't really advocate violence, but uh, he can't talk shit like that."
1: Yeah. Uh, so we get the first instance here of Jojo Sherlocking a dude. Yep.
0: Where exactly. he just puts his
1: finger to his to his forehead, and it's just like, oh, you're about to say this, and then you're going to, like... So, he's reaching for his brass knuckles, and he's like, your brass knuckles are in your back pocket. They're in your back pocket, because I observed that, like, you've got some blood here on your shirt, uh, which meant that, like, I didn't write down exactly, like, everything he did to deduce where this guy's brass knuckles were, but JoJo goes deep into, like, Predicting what he's even going to say
0: He says that the brass knuckles would be on his Inner pocket not his outer jacket Because he has blood on the Inner shirt Which means that when he was using the brass knuckles He would have had the jacket off
1: Okay that's what it was So Jojo does this like On an episode by episode Basis sometimes multiple times In an episode where he just starts predicting What somebody is going to say Mm Mm-hmm and honest, what i it, not a fan i don't really I like i kind of it. like it. i i disagree i think it's great
0: i like the stuff like where he was doing that deduction thing i don't like the your next line will be cuz like that's kind of just stupid cuz he says it and then they say it and why would you say it right after he did
1: i i like it in the instances where they are just the people he is saying that to are so fucking dumbfounded that they are saying it with the stupidest of vacant expressions <laughs> on their face.
0: Yeah.
1: Where he's just like, You're about to say, How's that possible? And someone's head's all cocked back, and they just look totally glazed over, and they're like, How is that possible?
0: Yeah. Okay, I guess.
1: I I like JoJo basically just blowing these guys' minds.
0: Yeah, mind freaking them.
1: Yep. I've in my notes much later jojo legitimately mind freaks somebody (laughs) um so jojo dispatches this guy uh pretty quickly i think he he tricks him into like um punching something that jojo has held up behind him but i couldn't quite tell what it was he punched coat rack coat rack okay
0: because the spike on it just jams through his hand
1: yeah also this coat rack has spikes on it yeah you know old coats (laughs) This is fucking violent coat rack. In violent coat rack. Yeah. Uh also the crowd is extremely impressed by Jojo Sherlocking this guy, because I also noted here that everyone just starts clapping.
0: Yeah. I mean wouldn't you if you saw that? I I absolutely would. Like you're sitting in an IHOP and this giant mad gear looking guy is picking on a black dude so another guy shows up and he's like, hey, check this shit out. I'm going to say exactly what you're going to say, and then I'm going to make you punch a hole in your hand into this coat rack. I'd be pretty excited.
1: You know, IHOP, where all the racists eat.
0: Kinda. I mean, I go there. But um not No. <laughs>
1: anyway. So, a Mafia dude waltzes up to Arena... Uh it was his man the Joseph Justice dispatched but he's kind of he doesn't really care. He's kinda of like, Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Yep. Uh, like, but just
0: drops This guy was this guy's my crony. Uh sorry that he was a huge asshole. He deserved
1: yeah. it. Now let me be extremely insensitive by just dropping on you that speed wagon got killed by a monk from Tibet.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> also I don't know how he knows that.
1: Yeah, no, it never really gets brought up why he knows, because there, there's some bit, I can't remember exactly where it comes up, but Speedwagon's body, oh, a straight-so tells Joseph, but Speedwagon's body was, like, dumped in a river. Yeah. And gets washed away, so I don't know how word would have reached back to New York. I don't know. I Especially mean, after later when we find out what happens with Speedwagon's body. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, we kind of find out what, like where he went after that, and I don't know how that would have filtered
1: back to the Mafia. Maybe the Mafia has some dudes in uh, Stroheim's ranks. Uh, I doubt it. But it's not really important. The important thing is Joseph is able to reason that it was straight so... And then he punches the shit out of that dude for ruining Arena's day.
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Arena's. Yep. I was going to say, after this, we get a scene of Smokey and JoJo in, uh, I think it's a deli. And they're just like looking at push up bra ads. Yeah. And and talking about like. Uh what kind of trickery it is <laughs> or something. Yeah.
1: Smokey, Smokey explains to him the different cup sizes. You got the A, you yeah. got the B, you got the C, and then you got the D. That's the biggest.
0: hmm <laughs> Uh but um, then Joseph looks out the window and he sees Straightso just staring. Yeah. So he comes out and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? And then what? Because this is great.
1: So, straight, he notices that Straightso isn't breathing in the... Like, his breath isn't coming out, even though the weather is cold. Mm-hmm. And he could have sworn that he saw fangs. Uh, so then Straightso tells him that he will end Joseph before he can grow to his full potential. Bears his fangs, he's ready to lunge. Jojo whips out a goddamn Tommy gun and just smokes this dude. Out of
0: nowhere, he just yanks it out. And he's just, he shoots straight so, knocks him through the window of this deli or whatever, and is just like unloading into the place. Just.
1: Everyone's just terrified, and he's still just dumping into the diner. Yep. He's just spraying everywhere. That's the end of the first episode. Second episode picks up. JoJo is still dumping. <laughs> yep. Never
0: stop dumping
1: (laughs) No! The episode ends with him still shooting his gun and then it picks up with him still shooting his gun But before we get to Uh, that,
0: uh, here are the notes for episode 10, New York's Jojo, from director Suda Here we go This is the first episode of the second part of the season, so we tried to make it look entirely different from part one, especially with our color choices Maybe it was because they had gotten some experience during part one, but the staff worked even harder than before. They came up with their own ideas and got to do a lot of what they wanted. I think they worked very well for this episode. The episode has a lot of scenes depicting everyday life. They were a lot of fun to work on. We had to keep things moving even though the action had stopped. It was a rather amusing setup. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. It was visual director Sojima's idea to use more pop art color scheme for the shots. It's reminiscent of the American comics at the time, and it feels appropriate for Jojo. The color scheme also made the animation look more detailed. I thought the evening scene was one of the most memorable. An evening with blue skies. Mr. Yoshihara, the art director, told us there was an evening scene he wanted to create, so we let him do it, and it turned out incredibly cool. I don't remember what part that is, but okay. My favorite characters in the episode are the police officer and the man with the brass knuckles. I was very pleased with the no. casting too. Ha ha ha. I don't know why he means about the casting, but okay.
1: Why would those be your favorite characters? The the two guys that are extremely that exist to be racist. Uh
0: well I can I can understand like from a design standpoint, the Mad Gear guy.
1: Okay, yeah, no, that dude look. Say what you will about his, uh, about his politics, but that's a pretty cool looking dude. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Episode 11. Yeah, episode 11. uh, I wanted to mention here, though, that we get our first taste of the new opening. Yeah, much better. God, yes. In fact, I really, really, really like this opening. The
0: one thing I dislike about it is the shot of Stroheim. Like moving his arm up, it looks really weird and like Aquatine Hunger C or something. Like everything sure, else, yeah. in it, even the CGI that's in this one is way better than it was in the first one. Yes,
1: yeah, you can tell that they had spent more time and got more experience with it. Uh, but yeah. there's a lot of like moving, brightly colored silhouettes. There's a lot of good color matching in this, and just the sequencing. The song is really good. Um, I
0: really like that effect um, when it shows, like, the silhouettes of the Pillar Men and it has the shadow coming from them and there's, like, a texture in the shadow, which that's something this part kind of starts doing a lot more later on, uh, like, in the next couple of episodes.
1: Also, just that that whole bit in the opening when it does show them and you get this really scratchy quality to the animation as their forms, kind of, like sort of like explode and then come back together to form the next pillar man. And it goes from, from pillar man to pillar man until you got the whole trio there on the screen. So
0: also um, that should be something, something noted about the general animation of these episodes. They started using this, uh, the shading on it, like pencil lines kind of on a lot more of the shots uh, ends up looking kind of like hotel dusk or something. I think it's a really cool look. And it sort of makes things look more detailed, even though they're actually not.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: I think it just looks a way better overall.
1: Another anime that tried to do that: uh, the 2016 and 2017 Berserk series. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. No. Just in That's case weird. you want an example of that, that also no. is fucking horrible. Oh. <laughs> I hurt my friend today.
0: Oh. Yeah, it's a good, good Johnny Cash <laughs> song. Anyway,
1: <laughs> how so, long until we get a character whose name is just Johnny Cash?
0: That might be in Steel Ball Run, actually. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: not not joking. That might be true. Uh, I
1: I genuinely hope so. Yeah, anyway, though, I I do really like this opening. I think that overall, it's. Way more watchable I actually think I like the song a whole lot more And the song in the first one was still really good
0: Uh, I don't like the later part of the song As much as the beginning Um, I like the First half where it sounds Kind of like a Lupin theme song Uh, Oddly enough As much as I like horns When the horns come in I don't think they quite fit so well In this
1: I liked the whole thing just like I like Joseph for congratulations,
0: Well, congratulations. So. You want a medal? You like a yeah. thing.
1: That's right.
0: Mr. I just positive to be
1: known. Mm-hmm, Glass is half full. Ugh. I could turn this glass upside down and I won't spill a drop. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. So, all right, anyway, yeah, still unloading uh, into the deli. Uh huh, yeah, credits, opening credits, and we're still dumping.
0: Yep. It, so, Smokey says, like, uh, wow, you just shot that dude. And, <laughs> so this is where
1: I actually compared it's, the subtitles. I'm sorry, like, it's, actually, it's actually more like Smokey's, like, You fucking can't shoot into (laughs) diners! Well... What's wrong with you?
0: Sometimes a guy gets something done, and uh, so be it. But this is where I compared the uh, subtitles for the Blu-rays versus Crunchyroll. Hmm. And found that whereas before when I compared them, I was using the scene with Dio and Zeppeli where he says, like, uh, how many slices of bread have you eaten, eaten in your lifetime? And it was the same. But here, I noticed a couple of major differences, which made me want to stick to the Blu-rays, because it was way better. Specifically, here Joseph says, uh, I hope this guy was a human, then I can just go to the slammer. Whereas in, I think he's, yeah. in the Crunchyroll one he says something like It'll just be some jail time But I prefer go to the Slammer
1: I and... think mine also said Slammer
0: Okay, well good And then yeah. later on When uh, some lady is berating him for uh, shooting up everything He says something like I'll stick my tongue down your throat to keep you quiet
1: uh, <laughs> Okay, whoa, mine did not say that Yeah
0: yeah, the Crunchyroll one is something like, I'll shut you up with a French kiss or something, which seemed more awkward and not as vulgar as I would like Joseph to be.
1: Uh, I watched part of this episode with the English dub and I think that version was even tamer with that line. I think he's just like, you know, if you keep talking, I might have to smooch you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Not a smooch. Oh, God, no, not not Joseph's Beautiful, sexy lips on my own. That would be horrible. Oh. Anyway, I'm sorry, what? Um. He shoots.
0: Shoots, blah, blah, blah. And then straight so gets up. He's not dead.
1: No, in fact, he's digging around in his legs like it's made out of meatloaf. Yep. Just pulling out bullets.
0: Yeah, well, you can't leave them in there. It gets infected.
1: No, well, I'd argue vampire probably can't get an infection, but, you know, whatever, it's...
0: Mm, I mean, isn't yeah. vampirism kind of an infection?
1: Yeah, but it's an infection you want. Yeah.
0: It's a really cool infection.
1: Yeah, like syphilis. So... <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> okay. It means you get around. Yeah. about town. Yeah.
0: yeah. It means <laughs> you turn senile and can't remember where you live.
1: It's gotta happen sometime. Straits is uh, also just like, hey, you know, Dio had this cool move where he shot like eyes lasers out and like that killed your grandpa. So like, I'm just going to do that right away if that's okay with you.
0: Yep. The high pressure liquid eye beams. Mine has a
1: totally different name.
0: No, no. I mean, well, he says that that's what this move is, but it is called Space Ripper Stingy Eyes.
1: Okay, good. It is. (laughs) All right. I mean, you can hear him say it. Yes, but I was worried that your subtitles might actually have changed it to something that sounded, uh, less like it was made in a Mad Libs.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a contra-hardcore boss or something.
1: (laughs) Shit, it does. Yeah, Space Ripper Stingy Eyes. Yeah. Like, Straight So had, what, 49 years after seeing that move to come up with a name for it? That's what (laughs) he settled on. Sure. Space Ripper Stingy Eyes. Um, but it doesn't doesn't matter because Jojo takes the shot. Uh, but he's still alive. Uh, takes a shot like right to his head. Yeah, and he's now just Sherlocking Straightso, and Straightso just cannot cope with this at all. Nope. Like that. That actually is the bit that I had referenced earlier, where his head's just whipped back, and he just has this completely dumbstruck look on his face. Yeah. And it's like, how could he still be alive? Yeah. Uh but Jojo never got hit by a Straitso's attack, uh, because he was like, this is where I got a little confused. He was facing a mirror.
0: I don't know what this whole thing was, actually. I didn't get it either.
1: Joseph points out a clock above him. He's like, if you spent more time in New York, you would have figured out this trick. With the reflection, because the clock is backwards. You were aiming at a mirror, you dumb fuck. How could you not tell that you were in front of a mirror?
0: Yeah, like, I don't know how he... (laughs) Okay.
1: Also, I don't think there's a single mirror in that room in any of the shots that we had prior or after this.
0: Yeah. This whole thing didn't really make much sense, but whatever.
1: This seemed to me like a when they wrote it they wrote themselves into a corner because they were like oh I would like freak the audience out because he gets shot in the head and the heart and then like I cut the chapter right here and you gotta wait until next time to find out if Joseph survives it but then like oh shit wait a second how do I like get myself out of this one because he got shot in the head and the heart Yeah.
0: mirrors okay except if he had You know, shot a mirror, then it wouldn't have looked like Joseph actually
1: got shot Yeah, which it it does Like, it looks like he has holes in him I don't know, none of it makes any... Look, much like Speedwagon, we should stop thinking about this
0: Yeah, just say to yourself, it's just a show, I should really just relax That's right You You know, it does make sense, though is uh mm. joseph tries to use hamon on straightso but it doesn't work because straightso tells him that this scarf he has on was woven from the intestinal fibers of 30000 cetipiroja beetles which conducts and disperses hamon energy like a lightning rod
1: yep Uh, The thing that I really appreciate about the writing In JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Is it sounds like two kids playing a game on a playground Yeah Where it's like, ah, I hit you with my laser beam Yeah, well, my scarf Reflects laser beams
0: Yeah I mean, pretty much
1: Okay, yeah, wow, of course
0: Also, you know, that that material Seems like it would be really useful For uh, a lot of the Joestar's enemies But nobody else really seems to care
1: there is uh it gets brought up, I know, like at least one more time that I can think of. I don't remember. Like in that. the next few episodes. It's something about getting a little ahead of myself, but something about how Santana's skin is similar to the scarf in that it Oh dispels Haman. Okay. Anyway. But I think that's the only other time it gets brought up, at least as far as I've seen. So um, a-
0: after after this Haman attack fails, uh, Joseph says that uh, he has another plan, which is that he's
1: speedy as hell. No, 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 no. You missed one part. What? A very important part. Uh, Joseph is like, I don't even need the ripple because I just attached a grenade to no, you. No, th- that's what I'm talking about. He says, I'm speedy as
0: hell and then runs away and he oh, okay. has a wire attached to him. And that wire is attached to a grenade that he had planted on him. And then it turns out not only that, but that grenade was attached to several other grenades that are also strapped to Straitzo's back. And so he gets exploded.
1: Yes. So where I got confused and thought that you had jumped a little bit ahead is uh, as Straitzo is reforming, because this doesn't kill him, yeah. uh, Joseph says he has one plan left and observes that Straitzo's legs are mangled uh-huh. Uh, and that it will take time to reform, and so they should make good u- good use of their own legs and book it. And then he yells in English, Ron Smokey!"
0: Yep, In and my just fucking books. In my subtitles, he says, "Hot footed out of here," which I also really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, Ron
1: Smokey. <laughs> uh, and then we get a little ticker in the corner. Um because Straitso's reformed, and then this this little box pops up and says what Straitso's grip pressure is, yeah, and we start getting a lot more of that in yeah. in this part of different characters, like here's how far this character can leap, or how fast this character can run. Here's the
0: name of the special move, and here are the stats, or yeah
1: in in most cases, here's the name of a special move. And then another name for it that is somehow more (laughs) ridiculous than the first name.
0: Yeah, that too.
1: Uh, But there's a a woman reporter who has kind of uh, observed the damage, and uh, Streso decides to take her hostage, Mm -hmm. and uh, meets up with Joseph on a bridge. It's a George Uh, Washington bridge, I believe. Yeah, uh, Streso is also buck-ass naked at this point. Yeah, you know and starts uh, putting his fingers inside the woman's mouth uh
0: huh which is a real creep
1: yeah uh, he demands that Joseph come face him uh, and he's trying to do this to reveal Joseph's true nature and assess him as a threat if Joseph confronts him then he knows what kind of man Joseph is but if he runs away then he knows he can maybe just let Joseph go because he's a big old bitch Yeah. Uh, But but Joseph doesn't believe him. Nope. Tries to call his bluff. Yeah. So, you know, Strassef just starts ripping teeth out.
0: (laughs) Just pops out a molar, drops it next to them, which somehow Smokey immediately identifies as a molar, even though it's kind of far away. Like, if you popped out someone's tooth and it fell a few feet away from me, I'm not sure I could tell you what one it was.
1: Smokey's a man about town. He robs people and gets beat up by police officers for a living. I got a feeling he's seen a lot of teeth on ground. You
0: no, know, that's a good point. I
1: didn't yeah. really think
0: about that. Teeth on ground.
1: I'm, I'm, yep, I'm, I'm willing to, to defer to Smokey's judgment on this one. You no,
0: know, I went to see teeth on ground, and I felt that they weren't very good live.
1: No. I just just stick to the albums. Totally different sound in their live shows.
0: Mattress and Lane, though, they're great live. Oh,
1: you should watch Mattress and Lane live. Do not get the albums. No. Totally the the opposite of Teeth on Ground.
0: Yeah, yeah. the production on Mattress and Lane's albums, it's all over the place. But uh, live, you know, pick up one of the bootlegs from one of their live shows. They've got a lot more energy. Uh, A lot of the slower songs, they sort of pick up the tempo. Great.
1: Uh, Their live show is also all over the place, but in a way that works
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah anyway yes <laughs> much like mattress and lane this episode is all over the damn place yeah uh, because Straitso is trying to shoot eye lasers back at jojo again and this time he just whips out two shot glasses that he just carries with him uh-huh. and like redirects the laser beams back at straight This is
0: also after he said he doesn't know why he would bother saving an ugly girl like that.
1: Oh, right, yeah. Um, Side story here. So I remarked that it's weird that Joseph would just be carrying, like, shot glasses around with him. I don't know what prompted me to do this, but when I was living with my parents, like, about eight years ago, I had put a shot glass into the pocket of my jacket. And then I put the jacket in the washing machine, and it was fine, but then it wound up in the dryer, and the shot glass just shattered, and there was glass everywhere in the dryer. So, uh, much like Joseph, I have a problem. Oh. Okay. I have no idea why I put a shot glass inside my pocket, but that... You want me to cut What that I'm out? saying... <laughs> What I'm saying is, it's not that weird to me that Joseph is just carrying shot glasses around, because I've maybe done that once.
0: He probably had a plan. Like, he knew, uh, he used the eye lasers, he's gonna do it again. I'll use this to reflect it back at him.
1: That's true. I had a plan, too. Mostly to get really (sighs) Not quite the same plan. Anyway, he reflects it back at him. Yeah, so he reflects the eye lasers back at him, and then he rushes in and punches Straitzo with uh, Hamon. Yep, because he doesn't have the scarf anymore. That is right, because again, as I had pointed out, he is buck naked.
0: Just straight up dong flapping out there.
1: Yep, just raw dogging it out on the George Washington.
0: Going commando.
1: Uh, Yep. Uh, Joseph does have one last question before Straitzo dies, though. Uh, so he kind of like, he's holding his hand uh, as they dangle off the bridge. Yeah. And it's why he disposed of the bodies in the water. And straight to so explains that the man in the pillar was feeding from their blood, like a plant would. And he's basically like, man, I'm a vampire. And even that shit was too freaky for me. <laughs> so he's like, I just got spooked and just started throwing bodies in, the, in, in the river. Yeah. Um, But he says that it's pretty much too late, and the Pillar Man is going to wake up from his thousand years of slumber like he's Rita Repulsa or something.
0: Yeah. Make my pillars grow!
1: (laughs) Wait, oh no! What kind of pillars? Oh, you know what kind of pillars. (laughs) Shit! That's why he was naked on the bridge. Uh That's why it was the whole time.
0: Turns out he was the true pillar man.
1: We need to stop this podcast. I gotta reevaluate this episode from the ground up. Oh no,
0: we're going. We're going all the uh, way.
1: I, my note after this, though, is... By the way, World War II is still happening. Because we are suddenly reminded that... Uh, Nazis are a thing that exists in 1938... And they might be up to something.
0: Also... After they rescued the lady... She's just mad that Jojo called her ugly and kicks him in the shin, and he goes,
1: Da I forgot about that. <laughs> it's a um, great like, cry of pain to just be like, Dah! Uh But we get our first glimpse at Stroheim. Yeah. Am I pronouncing that name correctly? Because I d- had the hardest time filtering that through it being spoken by a Japanese speaker.
0: Rudolf von Stroheim. Yep. Stroheim. Okay. Stroheim.
1: Uh, also, well, also to to bring this up again, my subtitles have been also misspelling names specifically.
0: What do they call Stroheim?
1: They actually call him Stroheim, so oh, that's okay. why I just wanted to make sure I had that right.
0: Stroheim. Um, I don't know is a reference to anything though. It might be something that I'm not aware of. Uh, I haven't done the homework on that.
1: Yeah, I don't believe he is, but I could be wrong about that. It
0: might be something really obscure. Like, I've mentioned uh, Polnareff to you before, and that is, like, an actual French singer, but I have no idea. Mm. So Stroheim might be somebody.
1: So, he is getting uh, a shave... Uh-huh. And gets cut and has the woman who's shaving him lick the blood up off of his cheek. Uh, so we know right away that this guy is a real weirdo. Yeah. Uh, also is about to cut the woman's tongue off. Which doesn't quite gel with who Stroheim becomes even within the next like three episodes.
0: I don't think he was going to. I think he was just like messing with her.
1: But even messing with her in that way... Stroheim kind of, I I don't know if it's that during the process of writing all of this, Araki just sort of wanted to change who Stroheim was and make him seem a bit more heroic, or if it is that the shock of everything that is happening is fundamentally changing Stroheim as a person.
0: I think that's probably more it. Um, that kind of like the way he reacts to all this. Well, I think a large part of it is just his desire to... Put the Nazi Party ahead of himself, and like, if you look at it from his point of view, like getting ahead here. But if the Pillar Man got out, it would be bad for everybody, not just him. Yeah. Yeah. And so he probably doesn't want a weird shape-shifting dude out on the loose to kill more Nazis.
1: There, there is a uh, discussion to be had on this show's representation of the Nazis. Yeah. Uh but that is, as you said, kind of getting ahead a little bit. Uh for right now it is revealed that Speedwagon is still alive and he is in the care of the Nazis who want to interrogate him about the pillar man and straight so. Yep. Uh the Nazis have also dug the pillar man up and now have him contained within a large dome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh Stroheim's asking some questions. And as Speedwagon is trying to tell him how bad this whole idea of waking the Pillar Man up is, Stroheim's just gargling water.
0: Yeah, Stroheim gargles a lot, and I'm not sure why.
1: Actually, I only have his gargle counter up to two.
0: Mm, or yeah. Before but still, poor
1: Stroheim can gargle no longer.
0: Considering,
1: well, you
0: know, how, how much happens here, twice is still probably more than he <laughs> should be gargling.
1: Yes, uh, um, he mean, does there was have a line... reason why I started a counter
0: Yeah he, he does have the line Prepare the bloodletting experiment To feed the pillar man
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, It is operation Expose the pillar man to Fresh blood Which I wrote is a bad name <laughs> <laughs> That's not so much An operation name As it is just like what your operation Is
0: that sounds like a uh loop on the third episode title.
1: It Operation Expose It to Fresh Blood.
0: Dun, 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 dun.
1: They should have named it something cooler, like Operation Blood Surge. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: Surge all the blood. Operation Bloodstorm.
1: Mm. Operation Blood Palace.
0: All of these could be Rob Liefeld comics.
1: Get in touch, Rob. We got some ideas for you.
0: Call us up, Rob. Uh, email us. We'll get in touch. Uh, we got some great ideas. We know you're the man. You've got that Netflix deal now.
1: Please visit my web zone, Rob. Anyway,
0: after this, Joseph yes. is riding a hog through the desert.
1: Uh, there's a small bit before this where we see a cage full of Mexicans All and right. Stroheim walks in there and he's like, okay, we need like a just a whole lot of blood from you guys because we want to wake up this pillar dude. So I will let you guys choose one of you that we will bleed to death and then I will let the rest of you go. So this kid, he volunteers. He's like, let everyone else go. I will do it. But then Stroheim pulls the old switcheroo on him. And is like, ah, that that sort of nobility I, I value. You are free to go. I'm killing everybody else. By the way, okay. Here's a question. If that happened yes. to you,
0: if you were in a cage mm-hmm. full of people like that and they came up with the I'm same offer. Well I would. Cause that's the thing. Yeah. That's always the thing. It's always, oh, the one who volunteers is the one we'll let go.
1: It, I'm just gonna pretend like I'm not there.
0: But then you're, then you're gonna get bled out and fed to a weird old Mayan dude,
1: in a thong. I'll hide behind someone. You've no. seen how skinny <laughs> I am. I'll just find the fattest person in there and I'll just hide behind him. Well,
0: from what I saw, none of those people would be great to hide behind.
1: I'll just latch onto one of their backs like a bundle of grenades. Nobody will know.
0: That's the old expression.
1: Like a bundle of grenades. <laughs> like a bundle of grenades. But yes, okay. He, uh... Yeah, but, but but then Joseph is on a motorcycle.
0: Yep, he's on his way to the Nazi stronghold in Mexico, and then a spurt of blood appears from the Pillar Man.
1: Yep. That's the end. Uh, and that is episode 11, so why don't you read us a little bit about... About the making of episode 11.
0: Well, fine, I will.
1: We all want you to do it.
0: I don't know that that's true, but I'm going to do it anyway. Straight so goes berserk, and Stroheim makes his first appearance. In part two, we started using flashier camera work. In order to show momentum, we used streamlined pans. I think it was around this time we had begun to we had begun to differentiate scene-specific colors from regular colors. That's not true, because they did that in part one. Like yeah. The hair colors and stuff would change. Anyway.
1: Uh, so yeah, it, happens, it happens more here. E- so.
0: Yeah. yeah. This, he says this is where they had begun to differentiate. That's not true. Uh, Director Suda, I don't know, is the best, like, the most unbiased source. Streetsow's scene was more grotesque than the manga. There were a lot of scenes that we hid in the broadcast version, but in this set, they're all uncensored. Furthermore, we create a 3D model of the Sade Poroja Beetle. Maybe we can merchandise it. Ha ha ha. Wait, who's going to buy beetles?
1: Always think to the future, man.
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would buy, you know, like a uh, a mask or something. I'm not going to buy beetles. I'd buy a beetle. Buy Maybe this
1: the beetle, beetle opens up... Maybe the beetle opens up, it stings you in the hand, and then you become, you know, like a vampire dude.
0: That's not how it works. These are all right. Whatever. Yeah. Personally, I like the scene where Straight blows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You okay. Suda me too. <laughs> I agree, Suda. You won me back with that one, <laughs> Mister Yoneda. The storyboard artist and episode director set things up very well. I often get comments about how Broody is missing, but sadly we had to cut him. It was the only scene that had nothing to do with the story and we were under time constraints. I don't remember who Broody is,
1: so... Well, I never read the comics, I don't know.
0: Visually, I'm glad we showed how different New York in the first half was from Mexico in the second half. I think we did a beautiful job of showing how dry Mexico is. Yeah,
1: alright. Yeah, no, I mean, they did...
0: You only get, like, two exterior shots of Mexico.
1: Hey, look, there were a lot of cactuses in those shots, so...
0: Oh, and there are about to be more!
1: Yeah. I love a cactus! So... <laughs> <laughs> so that was all for the... Nookie? ...suit is done spinning a yarn, right? Yep. Okay. Episode 12! Uh, 12. Episode 12! 12, yeah... Why don't you start us off?
0: So, goes back to Jojo riding his motorcycle through the desert like a cool dude. And then he uh, starts to get the feeling that somebody is following him. And he sees uh, like a cloth flapping in the wind. And somehow, I'm not sure exactly how because I don't think he has any superpowers or anything, But Donovan appears behind the cloth, like, from midair, and, like, perches on a cactus, and he's just, like, licking his knife and being a real weirdo.
1: This is my favorite episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I just want to say that right now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, This is just, it starts out in such a, Donovan is so dumb, yeah, and I just love him. He is my big, beautiful boy. Also,
0: so in, in my subs, he is called Dono Bang. <laughs> <And> what... <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that, that is that's... so much
1: of a better name.
0: C- yeah, kind of. Dono Bang. Dono Bang. <laughs> so, but anyway, D- Donovan says, "You picked no, up." No, on...
1: please call him. <laughs> Call
0: no. him by his proper name, Larry No, that's not his proper name uh, We've already resolved know. Even when they're better, we have to use their actual name
1: Son of a bitch This is the one case where I don't want that to be true But alright, Donovan
0: <laughs> Uh, He says You picked up on my trail something even a bat Couldn't do uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright He's sneaking up <laughs> on bats Uh, But he has a he starts fighting jojo and he's like tossing this uh cloth at him there's a part where jojo throws it back at him and says here have your shitty magic carpet back This is what i'm saying the subs in this version got way
1: better yeah apparently um that that also is very similar to a line in mine um the bat thing doesn't ring a bell though and that is fantastic yeah. I like that the first place that Donovan's mind goes As far as like a tracking hunting animal Is a bat
0: Who's afraid of the big bad bat
1: Donovan ironically
0: No he's not Cause he's Strange hunting the bat Strange twist of
1: fate Oh well Well he hunts the bat cause he's spooked of it If there's no bats he can't be afraid of bats anymore
0: mm, Keep your enemies close And your friends closer Right
1: how it goes precisely a bundle yes.
0: of grenades
1: you get yep got it in got it in one okay um but joseph ends up getting pinned during all this and he reveals that he wanted to get pinned so he could channel Haman into a cactus and to get donovan close enough he's like no look check it out i'm really like channeling him on to just like look closer yeah and I get
0: a real good <laughs> so look donovan,
1: at it. yeah donovan just leans right up and is just like oh yeah wow that cactus is getting really big <laughs> man this is crazy yeah wow no one told me he could do this and then the cactus blows up in his dumb face yep also
0: i should mention my subs uh donovan keeps calling joseph a booger like he says you're 10 years too young to challenge me little booger
1: Man, I maybe need to switch to the Blu-rays. They they got really
0: good in Part 2 for some reason.
1: Apparently. Um, but it is during this uh, whole thing that Joseph basically starts interrogating uh, Donovan about the Nazis, and he finds out that Speedwagon is still alive. Yep. So he ties up Donovan to a cactus and drives away.
0: We didn't mention that even though... Uh... The speed wagon had his head split completely in half uh, He just has a bunch of bandages wrapped up And he's
1: alright The Well I mean the startling th- Look 1938 medicine If he takes his bandages off His head splits open again and he's gonna die Yeah, yeah. They're just holding everything together It's Like wearing a permanent bandaid Basically <laughs> Yeah um, but we rejoin the Nazis, uh, and Stroheim... Uh, the, the experiment's underway, they're pouring blood onto the Pillar Man, oh, and Stroheim... Uh,
0: another line here from Speedwagon, though. Don't get too cozy, pompous prick. <laughs> I'm there so glad
1: Speedwagon didn't die. Yeah. Like As soon as he died in that first episode, I was like, man, fuck. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, like... Uh, Araki must have, as soon as that was done, was like, N- I can't do that No,
0: no, Speedwag is bringing I need to bring back
1: Yeah um, the- Stroheim doesn't want to know where they're getting all this blood Which is a little confusing to me Because didn't he just have a whole cage full of Mexicans killed?
0: Yeah I don't remember him being confused about all the blood, though
1: uh, in mine, he's just like, oh, that's a lot of blood. Where do we get it? You know, on second thought, don't tell me.
0: Huh. I don't remember
1: that. That's what it is in mine, and and maybe it is some sort of mistranslation thing. But with the way that Stroheim is progressively being portrayed in these episodes, it kind of starts to make sense that he would maybe get an uneasy stomach about some things. Like, for Stroheim, there is a line. Yeah. Uh, And then I put up your gargle counter, too, because at some point during all this, he starts gargling again. Mm -hmm.
0: But they uh, it turns out to experiment on the Pillar Man here. Well, first of all, the Pillar Man comes out.
1: Yes, uh, but we should know that the the Nazis have set up some protections in place uh, to ensure that this doesn't go sideways for them. The dome is made out of 20-inch steel plating, uh-huh. Uh, armed with machine guns and flamethrowers, oh. and a self-destruct mechanism. Sure.
0: They seem to forget about uh, all of that later on.
1: Yeah. Uh. Basically, only one of those things really becomes an issue. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, as you were saying, the Pillar Man wakes up.
0: And also, okay. Stroheim looks at him, and he names him. I'm wondering, in your version, in mine he says that I will name him after the winds in Mexico, Sant Viento. Uh, And obviously Um, his name's actually Santana, but I wondered if in your version he gave some sort of rationale to why he names him Santana.
1: The line is, I will name him after the hellish winds of Mexico, Santana. Oh, okay. So not that different.
0: I thought it'd be something like... uh, well, he is so smooth, this must be the emotion <laughs> that I get from you. Or, I, don't know. I will name hey, him man, Santana no. featuring Rob Thomas.
1: JoJo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure is written by Larry Davis. <laughs> Somehow all the references become way, way, way more overt. Uh, yeah, that's the way I like it. Oh man And also
0: Stroheim says that he will be the Pillar Man's godfather Which is cute
1: (laughs) Yeah it's adorable
0: Yeah
1: Stroheim is really just the most precious Nazi Oh yeah Yeah Uh, Santana also immediately takes a pratfall Just slips on water and lands on his face
0: Yep Just as a goof
1: Yeah, and so everyone thinks it's a hoot. They're like, oh, this dummy's like a caveman. It's like a newborn baby colt. Yeah, look at this big stupid dum-dum. Let's feed him a vampire. (laughs) Yep,
0: so they had stuck one of the masks on, I guess, one of these Mexican guys they had captured, and also fed him blood to make him buff. And I wrote that the vamp they made looks like handsome Squidward.
1: God, yeah, no, I just wrote this vampire looks fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, like handsome Squidward. Okay.
1: Yeah, like putting the mask on just makes he look super weird now, too, I guess. I guess. Well, I mean, we don't yeah. see
0: what that guy looked like before.
1: Mm. That's true.
0: He could have been I mean, super weird looking to begin with.
1: Dio looked like Dio, Straightzo looked like Straightzo, except yeah. younger. So yeah, that dude probably just... That dude was probably a human mess before yeah. getting the mask put on, and now he's just a vampiric mess. Yep. Oh, but he's not around for long, because Santana just absorbs him like he's Majin Buu. Yep, he
0: just, like, merges into him.
1: Yeah, it just shoves him into his body. Yep, he's like a
0: human-shaped blob. Like, he's just all like... Bawr, bawr, bawr. And...
1: Done. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, we also get a bit of information about the masks that uh, it's theorized they're they're used to create vampires because that is the Pillarman's source of sustenance. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's true. We get some information later on about about the masks too and what they might actually be used for. But in any case, they they can do eat vampires.
0: Yeah. I mean they can eat so, kinda anything.
1: That is true, as we as we see later. But uh we're done with the Nazis for now. Well, uh, we cut to Jo well Kinda. Yeah. Uh so we cut to Joseph outside of the Nazi base, scoping it out with binoculars, all Tommy Gunn's OSP.
0: Yep, on site procurement.
1: Yep. He's trying
0: <laughs> um, he's trying to determine the best COA course of action.
1: Uh, behind Dean, this weather um ak-47s and pineapples <laughs> we got a couple of nazis who are inspecting the local women and by inspecting them i mean pulling up their skirts and checking out their vaginas
0: yeah i mean they might have underwear on
1: These men look like they took the character model for the cop from earlier and were like, okay, but let's make him look even grosser. Yeah.
0: So these guys are
1: slobbering all over themselves, lifting up skirts. And then on my notes here, in all capital letters, and I'm just going to run these down and then we can break them down more. Oh my God, Joseph's disguise. Joseph (laughs) over here pulling a Bugs Bunny. (laughs) This hip hop beat under Joseph (laughs) cross-dressing. He,
0: it's some real Final Fantasy Seven level of cross-dressing. Like he's just strolling in here in this pink outfit, just like "Hello, boys."
1: He's like, "I brought the champagne, boys." (laughs) Uh, And these Nazis immediately see through this disguise. Yeah, like they're just like in my subtitles. They're just like, "Are you fucking retarded?"
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're just like. (laughs) How stupid do you think
1: we are? You're obviously a man. And the best part of this is that Joseph is flabbergasted that they saw through his disguise.
0: In in my subtitles, he says, my cross-dressing was a flop.
1: (laughs) These men were literally pulling up skirts to examine vaginas. What did Jojo think was going to happen when they pulled up his skirt? If he even made it that far. He's going to get a face full of Joseph dong.
0: So he just kind of immediately abandons this terrible plan and pops (laughs) the corks off off and just messes these dudes up.
1: He doesn't even pop the corks off to hit them. He pops them off into a tree to knock coconuts onto their head.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah.
1: And that's not even it. He roundhouse kicks them. And for a reason I can't decipher yells tacos.
0: I I think that's them that say, Oh, tacos!
1: Oh, oh okay.
0: <sighs> yeah, I, I have Just no idea what Oh, Tacos this, is about.
1: <laughs> this entire scene from start to finish was a fucking ride.
0: Yeah. And after that, like Joseph, I, <laughs> Joseph says, Shit, well, that didn't help my self-esteem.
1: <laughs> I love how pure Joseph is as a character that... He thinks he could just dress up like a lady, fool a couple Nazis, and walk right in. And then he's just so disappointed to find out that his disguise that he clearly put time into yeah, didn't work.
0: It was oddly well-fitted for his frame, too. So, like, yes. where yeah. did he get that, or did he bring it with him?
1: Did his makeup and everything. He went to find two bottles of champagne, which presumably he had to buy. Yeah. And this this is the only, like, populated area near here. Did he get the champagne bottles before he arrived? Did he somehow get inside, then bought champagne bottles, then left, then came back dressed as a woman? Well, his motorcycle so, did have, like, a saddlebag
0: on it. Or, like, a satchel on the back.
1: Then was he carrying women's clothes around the entire time as well?
0: I think so. Just,
1: just in case. Like, because you never know.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the implication.
1: Joseph is so much better than Jonathan. <laughs> also, and I, I'm not even sure where to begin.
0: <laughs> as you you mentioned Bugs Bunny, maybe that's where he got the idea. Like this is around the time when Bugs Bunny was a huge thing. Like maybe he saw that and 19... was like, yeah, it makes sense.
1: 1938, Bugs Bunny cartoons were a thing. Yes. There
0: were World War II Oh, yeah, because they, they did
1: a bunch of... Okay, I I thought that the only thing going on at that time was, like, Disney cartoons. I thought Looney Tunes was, like, mid to late 40s, early 50s, starting yeah. up. I forgot that they were that far back. I guess it's because I'm trying to... Th- nah, never mind. Anyway. Uh, Go back
0: to the inside.
1: Uh, I did write down a quote here, though, uh, for my version, which was, I guess that's just the German army for you. They saw right through my fabulous disguise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they're crafty, the Jerry's. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um then also we just cut right back to the Nazis and like Santana has just vanished, man. Yep.
0: Like they I just, swear to
1: god he was just here. They
0: looked away for a second and then he was gone
1: literally a second there's a scientist who is having a nervous breakdown in front of stroheim who himself is distressed yeah it's just like i i swear to god like i just i looked away for a second and he like nervously reaches for a cup of coffee on stroheim's desk and stroheim just backhands it out of his hand it's like that's not the time for coffee the dude's gone yeah Pulled really messed up this one call the fucking cops
0: <laughs>
1: Call the pillar <laughs> cops so they pull out this footage, and this. So they another. And they really had to have. Se-
0: they had to take time for the film to develop. Too, they mentioned that specifically. Yeah. Hey, the film's yep. developed. Here we go, and they pull out this giant projector to drop it down so they can see the security footage.
1: Which, considering the imminent danger that they are in, is a whole lot of time wasted. Yeah. Um, in the video footage. Santana dislocated basically every bone in his body, flung himself at a wall, and then squeezed through a vent. It's not
0: just that he's dislocating his bones; he's actually breaking the bones into smaller pieces, so yeah, he could like squeeze com- through.
1: Because it's like a two—I don't look—they threw out centimeters again, so I don't remember exactly how big the hole is, but it's really tiny. Yeah, because it's like two centimeters or something like that.
0: Uh I... I don't know, it was that small, but it was way too small for a human to normally get into.
1: Absolutely, and I had wrote down here that this kind of body horror was probably supposed to be disturbing, but I just found it hilarious, because there's, like, legs just kicking and flailing out as he's, like, squirming into this vent.
0: Oh, yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, Uh, but now Santana's in the vents!
0: He's in the vents! probably fine.
1: yeah. It's probably okay, though, because he doesn't have shoes on, so they can just, like, throw some glass out and, you know, take care of that.
0: Yeah, you get the scene of Santana in there saying, now I know what TV dinner feels like.
1: Yep. Uh, uh, so Santana takes a of gun this... to his back and then confronts Stroheim. <laughs> yeah. Stroheim, uh, booby!
0: Stroheim, booby! Well, that wasn't John McLean that said that, though.
1: No, no that but... was Joseph.
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway so because he's in the vents Stroheim decides to take command he's like alright guys he's in the vents don't get close to the vents and so immediately one guy is like oh I'm, I'm gonna see what's going on in the vents and he wanders <laughs> over to the vent and just looks directly into it shoving his eyeball right up next
1: to it Uh man. yeah so you know Santana just jumps into his body. Yeah, you know, just through his eyeballs. Yeah. But there's a better point of entry later on. Yeah. Oh, uh, but the Nazis dump into their comrade uh who has inflated by this point and thinks that this all just like tickles and feels like super good to him.
0: And like the the jaw falls off and all this weird stuff. Ugh.
1: Yeah, uh, and um, so Santana ends up bursting out of the dude. And while this is going on, the the, the Germans kind of reason out that Santana's like a monkey and he's just mimicking his captors because he's not like pointing his fingers at them like a pistol.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but Speedwagon correctly deduces that he's actually smarter than everybody in the room uh, because Santana just starts... Shooting actual bullets out of his gun fingers
0: Hey, hey, you, you you, remember in The Mask when Dorian like got shot And he just sort of goes I And sucks the bullets up and then shoots them out of his mouth It's just like that I do it, It's just like that sure. The Mask
1: It all comes back to The Mask
0: Everything does, it's like poetry, it rhymes
1: Um Uh, But while all this is going on, Joseph reveals that he's there, he's dressed up like a Nazi, and he decides to help out by (laughs) ripping out some of Stroheim's hair.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, first he tries to get Speedwagon to bail, and Speedwagon's like, no, I'm not going to accept help from a Nazi.
1: Yeah. Speedwagon's got his priorities straight.
0: Yeah, but he Uh, probably should have noticed it was
1: Joseph. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, that's actually the thing that I thought was really funny Joseph dresses up like a woman Everybody notices Joseph dresses up like a Nazi Speedwagon, the man who basically raised him as a son No idea
0: nope.
1: I understand Speedwagon is Literally suffering from head trauma But
0: uh... mm,
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, he uh,
0: grabs a clump Of Stroheim's hair
1: uh, Infuses it's... it with Haman
0: Yeah Which makes it Super straight looks like spaghetti.
1: Yes. Uh, Joseph's arms are weak. Um. I don't yeah. Know yeah. I forgot the lyrics to the Eight Miles song. Apparently,
0: what is it like? Are are legs weak, legs legs, no, legs weak arms are heavy something yeah, already mom something uh, on speak- vomit, vomit on my sweater vomit already, already. mom spaghetti
1: yeah mom spaghetti yeah. Uh words aren't coming out. Um
0: Uh this some it's a one shot take No miss don't your know. chance. I don't, to
1: go.
0: I don't like it. Opportunity
1: M&M. comes opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Just I like I like like M&M. had one opportunity for that joke to land and I fucked it all up. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the part of that movie where the dude shoves the gun in his pants and he shoots his own dick off? eight, eight mile.
0: No hilarious
1: <laughs> film. I never anyway. saw it. Oh, well, that happens. Well, now I want to. <laughs> There's a member of Eminem's gang who thinks he's real tough. But he's like that friend that everybody makes fun of. And uh, so they get into this confrontation, and everyone's got their guns drawn, but it de-escalates. So his friend goes to put his gun back in like the waistband of his pants, but he doesn't take his finger off the trigger, so he clips it and shoots the tip of his dick off.
0: Great. Who was the, yeah. the football player that did that? except i think he shot himself in the leg
1: uh oj simpson oh okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah do i look like a new football p- jose was... Canseco. i don't well... know if he's losing body parts all the time well yeah i don't think he played football though but he probably shot his dick off
0: uh, no he was baseball but If you ask me, if you're like, hey, what athlete is most likely to shoot his dick off? I would probably say Jose Canseco.
1: Yeah, no, it was his... Jose Canseco, like, lost the tip of his finger, right? Yeah. And then, like, fell off again some other time?
0: Yeah, because he, like, wasn't keeping it bandaged up properly or something. Jose Uh, Canseco is very stupid.
1: Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, So... I, I believe it's that Santana shooting bullets at them and he's swinging the hair around to sort of create like a shield. Uh-huh. If I remember. And then the episode ends there. Yeah.
0: yeah he kind of like tosses them up into the air to sort of make a barrier.
1: Okay, that's right.
0: And he doesn't have a great name for it either. He just calls it Hamon Hair Attack.
1: Yeah, well, you know, not all of Joseph's moves are uh, are shining stars. Maybe that's just what
0: I wrote down, and maybe he. It probably was something overdrive, right?
1: Yeah, probably. Look, they're not all clacker volleys,
0: all right? They're not all space Um, stingy eyes or whatever it was.
1: That's still just the best name. It is. All right. Read from your book. Book. Tell me Uh, a story, old man. Okay,
0: I'll I'll read you a story. The story of the uh, shepherd. Episode 12, The Pillar Man. Director Suda's comments. This episode was like... Ta- tacos! Ha ha ha. Suda.
1: My. Was Suda high when he made this episode?
0: <laughs> Maybe. Can we get him high more often? He, he was just like, Hey guys, you know it would be really funny? If they say tacos. ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. In, in terms of story, it's just about the German army and what it does to Santana, so it doesn't move forward very much. But in terms of content, I think there are a lot of great scenes. The silly walk. I don't that, just... Yeah. Same. Uh, the silly walk that Joseph had when he was cross dressing was pretty amusing. It's like an old video game where the upper and lower halves don't move in sync. <laughs> Did we even see his lower half?
1: Like he when does he was have walking? kind of like this. He does have this kind of like weird mecha-shiva sway to his hips, yes. (sighs) Oh, okay.
0: Uh, And though he first appears in episode 11, Stroheim's voice is just the best. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Not only did Imaruka, the actor who plays the voice of Stroheim in Japanese, really get into the spirit of things, but the rest of the cast did as well. Recording was a ton of fun every episode. I also liked the scene with the line, He's squeezing himself into the ventilation ducts?
1: Okay. It is a good line. Sure. In yeah.
0: terms of animation, the scene where the German soldier gets absorbed by Santana and starts firing off at random was really cool. Overall, I felt the personalities of the characters were very amusing and vibrant in episode 12. I hope you'll enjoy this uncensored version too, which is a bit different from what was broadcast on Japanese TV.
1: Oh, boy, I would I'm guess, sure
0: it was. I would guess the stuff that was changed was like the jaw falling off and
1: the stuff. stuff that was changed. Man, like, I wonder if, like, the stuff with him compressing himself into the vents made it? Uh, probably. Because that's mm. cartoonish
0: enough. Uh, it's not... I don't know. Oh, good, the book just has a really good uh, key animation drawing of cross-dressing Joseph here. Send that
1: to me later. <laughs> okay. Scan it. I'm going to need that at, like, a r- ultra-high resolution. Okay. Uh, tag that shit absurd res. Yeah. Anyway. Episode 13. Yes. Uh, begins with, as I have written here, Joseph getting real dumb with Santana, just booping his nose and going, TOUCH!
0: Yeah, for me it's said, thinks-
1: tag... He thinks this is hilarious, and I actually need to know what Joseph is saying as he dances around like a moron. For me, he was saying... Because mine was like a...
0: What? What, what I was you Mine
1: say? was like a bunch of nonsense words that like I couldn't even begin to retain.
0: Mine was, Happy, fun, how you doing, pal?
1: Okay, mine was like, Happy, pappy, slappy, or something like that. <laughs> okay. It was like in that moment it seemed like jojo had gone full retard in that room like i felt embarrassed for him yeah well jojo he he brings up a good point
0: that they don't know that he's a bad guy like he was being kept captive
1: and in fact my second note here is joseph does bring up a good point it's not fair to automatically assume santana is a bad guy yeah Except he is Uh, Yeah it turns out Santana's a bad guy
0: (laughs) Yeah Because he just walks by uh, Jojo And Jojo tries to trip him as a goof And he just Bases through his leg
1: Yep Uh, He also goes over to a gun Says it's his first time seeing it And then performs a total disassembly
0: Yep Just strips it like uh, he's done a million times like he's been training yeah, uh, in, a, what's that thing, like, World of Guns or something? The thing on Steam?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, just completely so it disassembles it, and uh, Speedwagon remarks again that Santana's just incredibly intelligent. Uh, but JoJo has had it, so he's going to go, like, kind of bug him again. And Santana says, like, he is annoyed with JoJo and springs ribs out of his Back, I think it is, to, like, skewer him?
0: Well, they come out of the front, like, where the ribs would you know, normally okay. go. Okay, I can't like remember back. if
1: he, like... Yeah, okay, yeah. Sometimes um, my ribs then... bend
0: back. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll uh, see you again in 25 years. We
1: get <laughs> We get a little pop-up box that says, Rib Blade, alternate name, open ribs. Yep. As advertised. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> Uh, But Santana's impressed that Joseph has survived. Uh, He wonders if, like, all humans are like him. Uh, Then he (laughs) he sinks his fingers into Speedwagon's skull and intuits that, no, it's just Jojo.
0: Yep. He's like, nah, that's just a regular-ass dude over here.
1: Uh, I just like it, though, because he's just just casually standing there with his finger inside Speedwagon's head. Speedwagon's just sitting there horrified in excruciating pain. He's just like, Nope, guess not That was wrong (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Also like Fuck man, Speedwagon had his head split open Now he's just getting fingers jammed in there
0: Yeah Whoops, Speedwagon And he's old He's an old man at this point
1: This is too much for Speedwagon It was like almost 50 years Since the first season Yep well, first, first part. Technically, yeah. this is all part of the same season. Yeah. But, uh... Well, there's neither here nor there. Anyway. Uh, Joseph then hits him full force with Haman, uh, but it resonates off Santana's skin just like Straight So's scarf. Um, yep. So kind of bringing it back to that thing of his skin, like the scarf, evenly distributes Haman and repels it. Uh... So Santana's body then like tries to consume Joseph's hand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh but Joseph pulls back and then he does the little like sliding thumb trick afterwards and I was like, ha, whoa boy, you cut my thumb off. Yeah. Just kidding.
0: Yeah, because he had moved his hand down like at the wrist so it looked like it was gone. But then he's like, ha-ha, check it out, magic, right? <laughs>
1: Bet you haven't ever seen this one before. Ha! Razzmatazz!
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joseph's a real showman.
1: Yeah. Uh again, we we find out later Joseph is actually way into magic. Yeah. Illusions.
0: Yeah. Spoilers, would correct you. by the way. Because that's in um, the next batch of episodes. We're recording two at yeah. once.
1: Yes. For by those the listening way, at home. Uh, there was a delay, so we ended up watching eight episodes instead of four. So anyway, Mm -hmm. back-to-back recordings. Anyway. uh, Joseph then catches a knife with his toes. Yeah. And decides to sink it into Santana and channel Haman through it into Santana's body. Uh, But Santana's skin acts like rubber and stops it. Yep. Uh, So he decides to gouge Santana's eye out with his toe. Mm -hmm. Quote, it's the perfect plan. Yeah,
0: well, by Joseph's standards, I mean his his cross-dressing plan. He probably thought was perfect too.
1: Yeah, uh, and as my next uh, little mark here points out, uh, Santana just flattens his head, yo. Yep. Just squishes it down like an accordion.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, I love the Pillar Men. They're so gross.
1: Oh God! Yeah, they're. Uh, like, there's it some should be mentioned more stuff later on with them that their, is their whole thing. Fucking vile.
0: Their whole thing is basically just that they can freely manipulate their entire body however they want, and so they do some really gross stuff.
1: There is at the end of the set that we have watched maybe the grossest thing that I have seen out of this show, and it comes from a Pillar Man.
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Good. <laughs> um. So, speaking of, Santana dislocates his leg and swings it back around to kick Joseph in the gut and knock the wind out of him, rendering Haman useless. Yep. Uh, but as Santana begins to absorb Joseph, it's revealed that this was all part of Joseph's actual perfect plan. Uh-huh. By being half-absorbed, he can channel Haman directly into Santana and rip him in half.
0: Yeah. All according to Kekaku. Kekaku means right. plan.
1: Joseph then puts his dress on and walks away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he takes a chip and writes
1: a name. <laughs> um, but, every one of Santana's cells produces digestive fluid, because of course. Yeah. Uh, allowing him to absorb others on the cellular level.
0: Yes, I would guess that this is Santana's particular
1: power. As far as yes. I can tell
0: Because I don't think the others then, do
1: that Santana seems more squishy Than the others
0: uh, I don't know about that Because the thing Wamu does Is uh, very Squishy
1: But did Wamu stuff himself Inside of a vent
0: No No he didn't I
1: rest yeah. my case
0: Yeah maybe Santana's the Stretch Armstrong of the group Or something
1: Yes, uh we will also find out soon that uh well we'll 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 get there. Okay. Um So uh trying to trying to find my place here. Um uh, at, at one point he around changes...
0: here Stroheim just yells out, We have no choice but to blow up the building and ourselves
1: <laughs> Oh, that's right. Tries to smack the self destruct button but he is stopped, uh yeah. by Joseph. Um Basically tells him to suck it up and be a man and help him fight this thing. Yeah. Uh, so Hunt's Joseph like, grabs. I don't him. wanna. <laughs> I don't wanna fight, but I gotta. Yeah. Little little frame of him like kicking a can. Just <laughs> oh,
0: very sad. Dang, it.
1: dang it! Dang. Ah, dang it. Uh, dang so. It. <laughs> Joseph, while Stroheim's busy dinging himself in a corner, uh, sure. chains up the top half of Santana's body and starts dragging it up the stairs. And he's like, "I'm just going to like bust this door open and hit this dude with sunlight because they hate that." Yeah, They're like uh, but he's not used. Yep. Oh, don't get don't get a pillar man. What?
0: No, and absolutely don't feed them after midnight.
1: Oh. Then he gets stands, and that's just a whole other thing. Yeah. So uh JoJo's running out of energy though because he has not he's not accustomed to using Haman. So it's taking like a, a toll on his body.
0: No, he's not actually trained in its use. He's he has the ability to channel it kind of just hereditary because you know, the Joe stars ever since Jonathan like well, I guess it mentions his dad couldn't do it, but It still is sort of a hereditary thing that passes down through the bloodline, and so he can do it, but he doesn't really know how. Yes. Like, he doesn't have control. Or find control. It's like
1: when... It's like when Goku shows up for the first time and he's got all this strength, but he has no control over it, so he needs to be trained by Master Roshi, and then he starts developing technique. Same sort of thing with Joseph. He's got like a lot of, of raw strength, but he doesn't know how to like. He doesn't know how to apply that into like technique yet.
0: Or it's kind of like how when Goku first turns Super Saiyan, he has to be all pumped up and like raging, whereas later he learns to just sort of be Super Saiyan in a in his natural state, even while he's asleep. Yeah. And so, yeah.
1: yeah. Even when he's getting hit with rocks by Krillin. Sure. I remember a lot about Dragon Ball Z and I'm not very proud of that. So why don't, why don't we move on? Um, He's dragging him up. uh, He's out of energy uh, and he kind of collapses because we get another little pop-up box for the next attack that Santana has launched called meat invaders alternate name, the ferocious flesh.
0: Oh, for me, it's meat invade and fiendish flesh,
1: ooh, I kinda like fiendish flesh more me too, uh, but it's chunks of Santana's flesh that are attaching to Joseph like leeches, yeah, um, on his leg, uh so Stroheim leaps into action and he rushes to the door uh to open it up for him, but he spends way too much time talking. <laughs> So Santana starts to absorb his leg, too. Uh, so Stroheim orders Joseph to cut off his leg so he can reach the door before Santana fully reforms.
0: Yeah. He's just like, chop uh, it off, goes, man.
1: Do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. We're all going to die unless you do it. And Joseph's like, I don't want to do it, man. How could you ask me to do, do it? it? This is really fucked up. Do, do it. it. Do it. So Joseph chops his leg off. Yeah. <laughs> Stroheim's able to open the door, but... Santana has one last option available to him, and <laughs> it is to fling himself into Stroheim's
0: leg, leg wound. Hole, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. And we get this really good frame of Santana's legs just kicking and flailing out of the hole in Stroheim's leg. Yep. And Stroheim just goes like, By god, he's trying to get in through my leg wound! <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is really fucked up! Just screaming it's just this... Uh, yep. It's so good.
0: So then Santana so... has control of Stroheim's body and goes yep. outside. He's like, Ah, I'm gonna get away! And Stroheim's like, No, you're not, because I still kind of have control and I have this grenade
1: yes so he pulls a pin out of the grenade but before he blows himself up he has something to tell joseph uh there are more pillar men in europe oh no and the germans yeah that's right motherfucker <laughs> hey you, <laughs> you don't talk to me like that bitch whoa 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 ah look you boy. dumb whore you started episode two and you thought to yourself this so guy, he's gonna be, like, one of the primary antagonists until at the end this dude, the pillar, wakes up. And then, no, you dumb, stupid fuck. He dies. And then Santana shows up, and you're like, oh, well, that's gotta be, like, the main villain. No. No? Wrong again, asshole. Santana (laughs) dies. Yeah. Um, because there are other pillar men. Yep. (laughs) Rest in peace, Santana.
0: Carlos Santana, as of the time of this recording, I'm pretty sure is not dead. Uh, we'll see by the time it releases. Yeah, who knows? He's <laughs> yeah, he's on Death's Door. He's like Stan Lee.
1: We're going to, yeah, we're going to actually, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, he's like Twitter Betty White. I told, yeah, I got on Twitter and I told Stan Lee he could live inside my leg. you know, if he needs a place.
0: Oh, it turns out that you're Kevin Smith?
1: Yep, that's me. Also I removed my leg.
0: Kevin Smith should just Please offer to let him inside. live inside his gut. He's <laughs>
1: getting there. Yes, yeah, plenty of room. <laughs>
0: Actually Kevin Smith's not nearly as fat now as he used to be.
1: Uh, laughing at people who will never find out about the horrible things we're saying. It's the same hey, deliverable
0: way. If you're listening, do not tell Kevin Smith we said this. You do? i we'll find out. I will ban you from listening to this. I, I'm not sure how. There has to be a way to do it. Honor system. Well, no, because if somebody tells Kevin Smith, they wouldn't have any honor. Ah, uh, that is true.
1: Honor must also, for the record. For the record, unlike Carlos Santana, we actually like Stanley. Yes.
0: And unlike so- Carlos Mencia, I actually kind of like Kevin Smith. Not necessarily his movies, but he's alright.
1: No. Yeah, he's a good guy. It's nice of him to offer Stanley a place to live. Yeah. Anyway. Where where were we at? Uh Stroheim grenade. stole Stanley's blood? Oh, grenade. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um well, you know, he needs Stanley's blood to wake up Santana, so. Yep. <laughs> So this is the bit that's a little interesting is Nazis, I think we can all agree, are basically just the worst people. Yeah. But in the world of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, at least in this part of Battled Tendencies, the Germans are kind of in the in the right when it comes to the Pillarmen specifically, because their primary goal right now is working to discover weaknesses to them. Because if they, they understand that if they wake up, humanity is straight doomed.
0: Well, no. Their original intent was to weaponize them.
1: Yes, but that has since changed. When we do catch up with the Germans uh, in Europe, they very much are about, like, we need someone to come here and like deal with this shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's like,
1: this is about to get bad. Uh, and I don't know if it's that like word has reached them after what happens to Stroheim's outfit because like everybody there died yeah so it's a little confusing well but... there are
0: other people on the compound like because like there were those guards on the exterior there were there was the harem that was shaving them like at some point somebody would get in there and be like oh man something bad happened in here
1: that, that harem left, they were licking up cheek blood. They did not want to be there, and I really hate to break this to you, but the two Purvisoid Germans, their heads were caved in by those coconuts. <laughs> well, there there
0: have to be others, though. Uh, like, those couldn't be the only don't... guys there.
1: Yeah, and maybe. But uh, Stroheim, at the very least, does express that he doesn't want the Pillarmen to get out. Yep. So he's, he's urging Joseph, he's like, your Haman is too weak, you need to go to Rome... Uh, where someone that Speedwagon knows awaits you. And then he uh blows himself up, but Santana just pops out anyway, and he's like, Yeah, I'm actually fine. But I'm gonna make like a last-ditch dive for this well over here because I really do need to get out of the sunlight. Yep. And
0: JoJo jumps in there with him. Uh it tells him that he didn't notice it's high noon. So the sun is shining down directly into the well, and he stops. He jams his feet and arms into the side of the well to keep Santana from getting into the water, where he could get out of the sun. And so he is frozen into stone by the sunlight. That's the end. Yep. So notes for this episode: Jojo versus the ultimate life form. Suda says. Episode 13 had a rough schedule Since it was set to air at the end of the year Which They were still animating these While
1: they were airing I guess uh, I think I brought it up before that Actually kind of sounds As as far as I understand it with anime That they do that often It's weird
0: like Especially considering this is just episode 13 Like I would get that If it was like the last few But it's For crazy. something
1: with was- for something like this which has actual defined seasonal breaks i do find that surprising because i would think that in that industry they would maybe have more of a like a lead time on it yeah a longer turnaround yeah but so, there, some there's stuff,
0: like just airs every week no matter what um yeah
1: yeah like of course that's constantly being animated but yeah. i i know you will not like it to bring up the Bring up Berserk again That was one that had a seasonal break And my understanding was They were developing that As it was coming out uh, For both of those seasons
0: mm, Well I mean it shows
1: Anyway <laughs> I mean yeah Yeah it definitely <laughs> does in that case
0: Mr. Suzuki The series director Oh I was thinking What well, if this was directed by Yu Suzuki
1: Oh my god A Yu Suzuki of 51 joint
0: <laughs> Shit it would just be Akira a from Virtua Fighter with a Walkman on and a lightsaber.
1: You know, Yeah, no, point me in the direction of that Kickstarter, let me fund that Patreon. Just let me fucking throw my money at it now, like right now.
0: Mr. Suzuki, the series director, directed Part B, and because of him we were able to create a cool, solid episode despite our lack of time. Masahiko Kamino was the animation director of the first half, so his personal style comes through strongly. The characters are all so buff! (laughs) The story takes place indoors and there aren't many characters, but for some reason it is unusually tense. It was great to watch Stroheim and Speedwagon, both very noisy guys, competing in an exposition battle. (laughs) Anyway, this episode was cool the whole way through. I like Stroheim's manliness and the way the light poured into the well at the end. The cinematography was great. Suzuki was quite particular about the layouts. Also, one of the things that struck me the most was the use of color in specific scenes. I thought the color usage overall was very well done. er, Suda, I think you just said that, but the last one. Come on, come up with something new. Get some new material.
1: Suda sees the whole world in color, Larry. I don't see color. Yeah. Except for um, smoking. We... <laughs> Larry, no! You're <laughs> going to have to cut that out!
0: Don't cut anything. The only things I cut are when In... you want it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I want it all the time. Uh, that concludes the first wave of four episodes for Battle Tendency. Correct. Uh, overall really dug these four episodes a lot of stuff happens and even when like not much is being done to like progress the plot forward a lot of crazy stuff is happening yep i agree uh i like the look of this so far a lot more than i did uh phantom blood and i thought besides those two episodes of phantom blood that looked really good i'm i'm really loving like every single like close up with crazy like hypnosis wheels and like checkerboard patterns everywhere yeah there's one bit I think it might be in the next four episodes where there's a pattern that is just the words Jojo over and over again sort of like panning across the image Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that stuff I've been you know because I've been sending them to you taking a lot of screen captures of that stuff because it just looks so good that I want to like save it for posterity yep Uh, yeah Battle Tendency is great so far I'm really liking it It is
0: uh, And yeah. so on the next episode We'll be discussing episodes 14 through 17 Which are right. I actually thought I should probably Start mentioning the actual episode titles Because it's going to get confusing When we get to season 2 Especially because it's kind of split Like season 2 is itself split into two parts Um, But Next time it will be the episodes Ultimate Warriors from Ancient Times Which is episode 14 through 17 The Deeper Plan And Before we end this episode I'd like to mention That uh, we haven't been doing plugs At the end of any of these episodes And uh, there's a reason for that Which is I listen to a lot of podcasts When it gets to plugs I turn it off So uh, we'll do this very quickly Probably uh, just Every few episodes or so Just sort of to Have it out there But uh, Should mention that I'm on Twitter At Larry Davis Underscore DAC We have a YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Alwaysbedestroying That's mostly George's thing I occasionally shit it up Um <laughs> And,
1: occasionally
0: Yeah occasionally you know Just pop in there see what you're doing And try to ruin Zero it one. Yeah well
1: uh, Mission accomplished
0: Leave us a review on iTunes if you can uh, Tell us that we're a couple of Mongoloid cucks or whatever Because that's what people do on the internet Yeah Uh, I mean hey you. Know, if you do that Good or bad reviews help so whatever uh, yeah, and if you have any specific feedback You can email me at Larry at uh Either for general feedback Or if you have like a letter you would like Read on the air uh, Mark it as such So I think that's it
1: Yeah also you can uh, If you want to find me I don't know why the hell You want to do that but uh, I don't have Any of these accounts anywhere so Nope Whatever. Nope you're off the grid That's right next episode bye bye (laughs) we'll see you then bye bye